You're listening to The Author's Leverage, where it's all about your book and how to create a greater impact and a greater income with it. This podcast is for the author who knows there's more you can do with that book. Whether you're publishing your first one ever or you've written multiple bestsellers, the path to greatness begins by looking around and seeing that you are, at this moment, standing right in the middle of your own acre of diamonds. My friends, your book is a brand. I'm Parshel Tashi, creative entrepreneur and education design architect, and I'll be your guide diving into the minds of successful authors, renowned publishers, and industry experts to glean practical wisdom you can integrate into your book writing, launch, and marketing strategies today. You'll hear straight from the source how authors like you were able to publish their best work and build wildly profitable, successful businesses around it. Welcome aboard the Author's Leverage. Hey there, and welcome to the Author's Leverage, where we talk about all of the fun and unique ways that authors are growing as entrepreneurs, as leaders, as thought leaders in their spaces. And, um, you know, oftentimes it's not always easy, especially when you have an idea inside of you, how to actually get it out into the world. You know, maybe you're I'm having some difficulty and just being feeling that you can have a safe space to do that and to really be free in your writing. And so if that's the case, I'm excited for our conversation today because that's what we're going to talk about. Um, if you're an aspiring author and you're really wanting to get your work out there, today is going to be a good conversation just on that. So I'm privileged to have Maria Blonde with me today. And let me introduce you to her. She's an intuitive author and mentor who inspires people to build better relationships with with themselves and others. She began her professional life as a math and yoga teacher at the college level using hands-on interactive learning techniques and reflective writing. And all the funds that are raised by Hearts Blooming are donated directly to the Heart School in Haiti. So uh, Maria, thank you for being here today. I'm so super excited. Let me bring you on here. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's great to be here, Parshel. Thank you for this great uh, introduction. I'm excited to talk to prospective authors or even people that maybe have written something and they're not sure if, you know, what they've written is okay and they want to have people to, you know, let's say they come and they say, I just wrote this and I'm not sure how it is. And we ask them, So do you want us just to cheer you on and celebrate that you wrote something? Do you want feedback on what you wrote? We we give the authors space to decide what it is they want and what it is they need in the moment. I love that. I love that. And tell us a little bit more in terms of your background. I love that you're a math teacher, which I was as well. And so when I think about uh, particularly because I taught on the high school level, you know, when you are you know, wanting to get people or I should say high school students, uh, you know, involved in activities and to get them excited. I mean, you really have to get creative with the ways in which you do that. And so I know that you have some really great techniques and some exercises that have been successful for your authors and excited for that. But tell us a little bit about uh, your story and how you uh, arrived at where you're at today. Well, you know, it's an interesting thing with, uh, I taught math at the community college level. So I got them just after high school and they Ah. were just not sure a lot of them of what they wanted to do and why they were in this math class. And do I really (laughs) need this? Like, when am I ever going to use it? And, you know, so I would start all my classes with having everybody reflect on why are you here? What are your goals? Uh, What are you hoping to accomplish? 
And then, you know, after each test, I'd have them write about how they think they're doing, if anything needs to be adjusted. Wow. And I also learned in the beginning that a lot of students came in with math anxiety. So I would have them write about their best experience learning math, their worst experience, and how they're going to use what they learned in the future. And, you know, that really helped me because I would be able to see the students who've been through some trauma and how I could help them in different ways. Like maybe they never understood the notes. Maybe they were better with hands-on. So we would give them those kind of opportunities. And um, so, you know, students would ask me, well, like, why are you having us write in a math class? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we teach the whole student and, you know, it, it really helped to have a, a whole picture of, of the person and not just, we don't just have a brain here. <laughs> it's a whole person that's been through a lot of experiences. And so then, you know, I, I have just applied what I use there to writers because writers have writing anxiety. Writers, you know, may have beautiful work, but it's so dear to their heart that they're afraid if they share it, it's going to be criticized. Mm. So, you know, we just, it's some, it's similar, but now, you know, instead of teaching mathematics, mostly, I used to mostly taught to elementary teachers. So we did a lot of play and hands-on stuff. Um, but now I, I do that for writers. Wow. I love, I love the connection. It's, it's really, really, I don't know. I, I just would have never thought that even as a math teacher myself, uh, I definitely didn't do as much writing reflection uh, with, with my students, but uh, mostly I would say it was uh, verbal at least because I got a lot of those questions like, why are we here? What is this about? Um, and so I always try to make sure to connect to that. So um, I love that we have that in common. And uh, but now, you know, when it comes to writing and with authors, um, how long have you been been doing this um, in working and helping support authors? Well, you know, it started seven years ago when I wanted to write a book called Living Passionately. And it was 21 people who found their passion and how you can too. <laughs> yeah. So it's sort of similar to a chicken soup for the soul kind of book. Uh, the thing is that um, the authors that I chose, you know, some of them spoke Creole. So uh, my daughter had lived in Haiti and, and she helped me trans, she translated so I could interview them. Okay. and uh, have a child, a teenager, and an adult story in the book. And then people from, you know, the United States who just, writing wasn't their thing, but boy, they had some story to tell. Mm. And I would listen to what they said and type as they spoke. And then, you know, working with the editor, we would um, put their stories together. So it was fun because people who never expected to, be have their stories in a book, got them out there. And it is wow. just very exciting. Yeah. And I love when, you know, when you can have a group of people come together to do it, because um, then you sort of share in, in the writing together and then your stories just all connect, which is um, a, a really fun project to do for sure. So what are some, for, so for you, as you're helping authors get more comfortable and um, sort of break through these spheres of of writing and getting into action about it. What are like what are some of the, um, I guess most profound techniques or things that you 
help them do in terms of like an exercise? Like what's a really great exercise that works well to, you know, get the author into, into that flow? Well, you know, when we are either with or gathering online or in person, we'll do just some silly things. It's important to play and get out of our heads and just like make noises, move like Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you look at the world a little different after you do something like that and Very true. smile on your face and you know what you thought was going to be so hard a minute ago well hey if i can do that with a group of people then maybe i could just read a few sentences that i've written here <laughs> <laughs> i love that i love that so you get you get like really interactive and just um having fun like you said it's you play first and yeah. that loosens you up and then from there um how does that then translate over into actually you know picking up the laptop or the pen or what have you and actually writing so we'll play a bit first and then we might have a writing prompt that we do together, you know, so the best hat for me today is, and then they just write for two minutes and people share whatever came up. You know, they're not allowed to edit. They're not allowed to judge what they wrote. Mm -hmm. So we just get the writing flowing because a lot of times that's part of the problem is that people just get stuck in perfection. That whatever I put, on this paper, whatever I put on the computer has to be absolutely perfect, but that's, you know, totally wrong. Like, you know, computers are so much easier than typewriters were like when I went to college mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, you can easily edit and change. You can save old versions. And then, you know, always it's important to get another set of eyes because we can be hard on ourselves. There might be a perspective we don't see that someone mm -hmm. else will. Mm -hmm. And then once we do that, you know, lots of possibilities open up and our books become better because we're sharing them in community. That's huge. And and sharing, um, you know, of course, with each other, you're building communities. There's so many things that can really happen around, you know, the act of telling a story and putting together that work. So um, how what are some of the ways that uh, well, I should say, because I, I know you do writing circles. So I would love to, for you to share a little bit about that and how that functions to support um, being in, you know, in that mode and, and really developing the practice. Yeah, so the writing circles, we have them in person and online, and I like them both. They're very different. The online circles, we usually meet for an hour and a half, and we start off by just having a check-in, like, you know, what's your high and low for the day? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll do a loosening up exercise, and just to know where people are and to kind of shift us to all do something together. And then if we have a big group, we'll go into pairs and take turns with the equal amount of time. And one person will share either a portion of their writing or a marketing challenge that they're having that they want some input from. So whatever it is that, or just their writer's block that they <laughs> want help, you know, um, you know, that idea of, sitting for 10 minutes and just being there every single day is a good tip. But so we take turns 
and the person sharing says what they would like. Do they mm. want everybody just to celebrate that they wrote something today? Okay, okay. <laughs> Do they uh, want feedback on their writing, um, just one portion of it? So whatever it is that they're looking for, they say that, and then the person will honor what it is they want and don't want. Wow. Which is really powerful because, yeah. you know, so often in life, you know, we can say something and someone starts giving us advice when we don't want it. And when we just want like, oh, wow, that's so cool. You did that. You know? <laughs> that is true. I, I love that 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 part is, you know, that aspect is part of the experience because I hadn't thought about that. Not everybody wants the same thing, you know, especially when it comes to writing and for it to be something that is quite vulnerable to do anyway and to share and to do with the group. So I love that. I love that you have that. Yeah, it's and, really and you, wonderful. And, and you mentioned writer's block, um, which the question came to mind, like, is that something that you feel like actually exists or, um, or how, how do you define writer's block and, you know, how do you help people out of that? Well, you know, some of it is doing some of those silly movements mm -hmm. and getting people loosened up. Maybe they're just working too hard and they need to take a break, go for a walk. You know, it, it's all different things that can block people. Sometimes it's our perfectionism and, you know, just getting people to write and not worry about how it sounds, not mm -hmm. worry about where this is going to be shared. And, and just to try to get people in the flow again and not not in the worry mind zone, to get them a little yeah. bit more in their body so they can feel and, you know, just trying different, different things. It's, you know, we get blocked when we get stuck and often we're doing the same things over and over. So if we can start doing different things, then, you know, a lot of stuff loosens up. Wow. And I love as well that, uh, you know, that you, it just sounds like you're dealing with the whole person, which is really powerful. It's not just about the writing, but so many other aspects that um, really, I don't know, just, just shed light on them as a person. And I, I find that, I just think that's beautiful. Um, and uh, I'm curious, because I know that speaking of the heart, you know, there's a connection that you have with a school in Haiti. So I would love for you to share a little bit about uh, that that project and what's happening there and how what you're doing with the authors is connected to that as well. Yes. Yeah. This is kind of a different paradigm for a business because all of the profits go to our heart and Haiti school. So this is a school that was started after the earthquake in 2010. My daughter uh, at her school, her guidance counselor was from Haiti and he went down to um, just, assess what was going on, see what we could do to help. And then when he came back, he showed videos and pictures. And she at the time was just not into school. She didn't see the point, wanted to do other things. And when she saw those pictures, she's like, I want to go down. And she couldn't go down without a parent. So she's like, oh, mom, will you go with me? Uh. <laughs> so I went with her down in July after the earthquake. And you know, we, at the time, it was just really necessities. You know, we mm -hmm. brought food and water and clothes to hand out during that critical time. But 
we asked what they wanted and they wanted to have their children have a school that they could attend because school is not free in Haiti. So very few of uh, families' children can actually go to school. Mm. So um, my daughter fell in love with the Haitian people. She learned the language within five months and had bought a one-way ticket to Haiti uh, after she graduated from high school because her guidance counselor, Shadrach St. Louis, was heading down there. So he at the time had a girlfriend, but over time they went through a lot of challenges and ended up falling in love. <laughs> They're married. Um, <laughs> And the school has continued. We build uh, at another grade each year. Uh, part of the school is made out of shipping containers so that, you know, even an earthquake is not going to shake mm. a shipping container down. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing how it's grown. Like we have a music program. We have a library now with Internet and solar panels. And the parents, even though they don't make very much money at all, they all contribute their time, the, it, whatever money they can. Some of them cook. We employ all Haitian people um, because my daughter and son-in-law are back here in the United States now. So that's a whole community effort where, you know, they grow food on the property. It's a green part of Haiti, which is so amazing. And so the way that it's connected with the writers is that when they sponsor a child, which is $500 a year or $42 a month, they can join any of our circles or intensive, and then they get to have support with their writing while students in Haiti get to receive a really top-notch education that emphasizes critical thinking instead of memorization, which is mm. what they mostly use uh, in Haiti. Okay. Yeah. That is incredible. And what a story. <laughs> I know I know a number of people who have uh, bought one-way tickets places and it just completely you know, changed their lives and changed other people's lives that are there where they yeah. went. So uh, I love that. So, you know, so essentially if uh, anyone who's part of your, uh, your writing circles and what you're doing there is directly supporting initiative that is, uh, is so powerful. So I, I love that. I love yeah. that. So, so how, how can, how can folks um, in, in those that are tuning in, how can they find more out about you and, uh, and, and learn more about your writing circles and how they can be a part of that? Um, we, we are going to link to your website, but if there's anything else that you want to share or point people to, I'd love for you to uh, extend that. Yeah, I mean, all the information is on hearts, heartsblooming.org. And I just wanted to share one more thing about our circles, if, yeah. if we have a minute. Yes. So at the very end of the circle, um, people are in pairs. And um, we, the one person is receiving and they say what kind of energy they want to help them with their writing moving forward. So maybe the person says they want more confidence. Mm -hmm. Then we, uh, the, everybody closes their eyes and we set a timer for two minutes and everybody imagines that person receiving confidence. And then, then we'll share what visions come for us. So sometimes there's a singer in one of our groups and she'll sing a song to us. What? And, um, 
you know, other people will be, you know, I see you standing up on a mountain, very confident. And, you know, you have crowds of people around you just asking for your books. And <laughs> so it's that all is so neat. <laughs> yeah. That so is it's so great neat. to have like an energetic send off, whether someone needs confidence or clarity or calm, whatever it is, it just feels really good. I love that. I felt good just uh, hearing that <laughs> and knowing that, you know, that, that other people, right, are really essentially seeing you in that in that that state of your goal or whatever it is. That, that, that's really, really neat. Yeah, you're you're definitely uh, an intuitive soul. That's for sure, because <laughs> uh, not not everyone you know does that. So I love that you uh, you tap into that for yourself, and then extend it and show it for other people. Just how simple it can be with your imagination to really support and hold a really high vision of other people. That's that's incredible. Yeah, and the interesting thing is that everybody can do this meta. Right. It's only it's called meta. Yeah, energy. Yeah. Giving energy and it's surprising that people who never thought to do that kind of thing, the visions and encouragement they give somebody are, mm. are always different and so inspiring. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That sounds so neat. Well, I, I'm <laughs> so excited that we got to chat today. This has been incredible. And as we're starting to close up, I would love for you to uh, share any last parting words of advice that you might have for the listeners tuning in. And then, and then I'll throw one other question to you, which is what is your one word? So if you got one word to share with the world that resonated from Maria, what would that word be? Could be a noun, a verb or what have you, but uh, would love to, to hear your thoughts and what your word is. All right, great. So parting words would be that I would love for everybody to feel safe to open their hearts and allow them to bloom because what everybody, each individual has something to offer the world. And if we stay closed and quiet, then the world is missing out. So the one word is opening. <laughs> oh yeah. I love that. I love that. And it's so connected also to the heart and so many things that you're doing from that place. So I love that. Maria, thank you again for, for being here. For those that are tuning in, uh, a link to Maria's site is going to be there. Also check out her book that she's put out called Living Passionately. Um, and there's just such good work as you've heard that they're doing. So uh, definitely reach out and be connected with uh, with Maria and what she's doing. This is awesome. This has been delightful, Parshel. Thank you so much. Yeah, my yeah. pleasure. And for those that are tuning in, uh, thank you for being here and being a part of the conversation. I hope that you got some really good nuggets and tidbits to just help you and remind you just to be open, right? Open your heart to what's happening and what, what you're doing with your work because it is powerful and the world needs it. So um, I'm glad that you're here and you were part of this conversation today and me too. <laughs> and so I want to also be sure to encourage you that if you are, uh, if you have a book or you're thinking about writing a book and you're considering what else you can do with it. Uh, we've just released a quiz um, called the Book to Course Scorecard Quiz. It's available at theauthorsleverage.com. And it essentially helps you to answer the question, should I turn my book into a course? Um, there is a lot of work that goes into it. And maybe, you know, from time to time, the right subject matter um, and, and a lot of other factors come into play that make it success. So we've developed this quiz as an easy way to just jump in and just start the process of considering with some guidance, if that makes sense for you. So Glad that you're here and thanks for being a part of the episode. For more conversations like this, you can always tune into the author's leverage 
And if you know someone that you feel uh, you would like to hear from on the podcast, let us know. Um, we would love to invite them onto the show as well and ask them some questions about, uh, about writing, publishing, um, all the things that are supportive to authors. So again, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Author's Leverage. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, do me a favor. If you found this helpful, leave us a review and share this episode with someone it could help along their journey. To check out more resources, visit theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time.